One Mom to Another. I am so excited about this episode. It's going to be the last episode of season one of One Mom to Another. Um, I will be returning in January for season two. Tonight I have all of my kids here. I also have my husband, Rich, is here with us as well. Um, I feel like I need some sort of, of Introduction, however, there's seven of them. So see, if you might get to give them an order, Melanie, William, Stephanie, Eric, Daniel, Caroline, and Michael are here. Poor Michael, you're always last in every like count. Sometimes I really should change that pecking order and go youngest to oldest for things. No, it's okay. By like age nine, I had grown calloused to it. Because so, <laughs> <laughs> being number seven, you have to wait a long time. Yeah, like I'm curious, Michael, do you even ride shotgun? when Michelle's driving you somewhere or do you just immediately actually middle on the hump you just instinctively you just assume that, that seat's not yours ever yeah. well you know I, I I feel for all of you except for the fact that I'm first and so I never get forgotten so I mean I'm sorry about that yeah um we're going to be discussing the Anderson family Christmas specifically um we're going to talk about some of our traditions and uh things that we would do for Christmas. And to start the conversation rolling, um, let's talk about getting the tree. I mean, we, we didn't always, but it, when we lived in Indiana, we started cutting down the Christmas tree. Walking past the same exact tree, like the same type of tree, only to land on finally choosing a tree that looked like all the other trees we passed up to begin with, <laughs> and then deciding that that was the perfect tree. Yeah, I always, always, I always remember having to go out with one of the boys and saw off about a foot and a half off the bottom of the tree. Yeah, in the garage. garage. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. Will was my Will was my partner in crime more times than not on that. Well, I, I think for the lights, but didn't we just kind of plug in one end and just walk around <laughs> circle, the tree? Circle the tree. <laughs> circle the tree. Um, and we always had Bing Crosby going. But it was so magical. Um, we put the the Bing Crosby on the record player. Um, we got to help decorate. It just, I don't know, like the whole, I think we had snacks, which we didn't really always have snacks. That's like not mm -hmm. like a thing that we did. So I think, I think we had like some treats and things like that. So it was just, um, I just had such fond memories of that as a kid. Um, and then your awesome like handmade ornaments. I remember those. Yeah, Those, those were awesome. Old, like old ones. ornaments. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, those were fun. I made those when I was pregnant with Stephanie. Jeez, we've had those for a long time. Do you still have them? I, oh, yeah. yeah. How many are still in circulation? I've still got all of them. I don't think I've lost any of them. But our trees were never, I mean. Never traditional. No, they had, I mean, they had the handmade ones that I made. But most after that, it was just the kids, the, the ornaments that you kids would make at school. Yep. But we had candy canes. Mostly. Yeah, a lot of school, like, like school crafts, like with yeah. like. A picture of me in seventh grade right like merry mm -hmm. christmas in noodle like yeah. noodle letters you know yeah. things like yeah. that right i think with the candy canes there's always this like game we're like how many candy canes can we steal off the tree <laughs> like in in like relation to how many the other siblings have stolen 
before right. mom and dad noticed that we're all eating the candy canes off. The and it tree. required it required like a shifting of distribution <laughs> on the tree. Right. There was like you obvious. Always start from the back, right? You always you always set yourself up with a few candy canes in the back. You know, no one will even like miss. Yeah. As you like the Christmas season progresses, you work your way towards the bottom front, yeah. and then <laughs> shimmy your way up. In fact, we might be breaking this to mom and dad live on this podcast that we actually stole candy canes. This might be, <laughs> we're so good at that rebalancing well, that Will's talking yeah. about that mom and dad probably had no idea. This is uh, my go-to was just blame it on the youngest kid, right? So a lot of the times, Michael got the blame for all of the missing candy Or Winnie. Or Winnie. Oh, it was Winnie. <laughs> and that dog had a sweet tooth for candy canes. Yeah, man, just snagging candy canes. There's no way the she's healthy. <laughs> I don't think I can ever hear Bing Crosby though and not think of Christmas. Especially because and... it was vinyl, right? It had that, yeah. that hiss, oh, yeah. that vinyl hiss. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was, yeah, that, that, it was, that was definitely like, like that is for me an iconic part of mm -hmm. growing up with, you know, with a big family at Christmas time. Yeah. Very, very magical. Right. Yeah. We would always do a lot of cookie plates. We would do them for people that uh, we knew in our church and friends and uh, huh? neighborhood neighborhood. That's right. And I mean, every, every time we talk about it, the total gets, gets more and more, but I, I I would believe, I mean, and we lived in a place where things were really spread apart. So it took a long time to, to get there. I don't know, Rich, how many plates do you think we, we did? 60. <laughs> no, no. 10 or 15, right? Like, yeah. 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 Like seeing how many like cookie plates we were making and just like trying to do the math and realizing <laughs> we were going to be in the back of that car for a long okay. time. But yeah, and then we would pack the kids all up in the car and oh, um, whatever car it was that we had at the time. Usually a for a lot wagon. of time, it was Usually it was Trigger, wagon. right? The Dodge Colt station wagon with yeah. all the, you know four yeah, kids. Yeah, but and the hatch would go up, and the kids would go spilling out of the hatch, and we drove that thing around with your kids in the back like that in snow and ice. I mean, it wasn't safe. No, you could get arrested <laughs> for that now today. Definitely an 80s, 80s vehicle. Yeah, yeah. So hence William's William's comment about counting the uh, the amount of cookie plates to know what they were in for. Yeah. <laughs> Christmas Eve, our Christmas Eve, our family Christmas Eve celebration was so fun. And then we go to bed and then we wake up and there's presents. So yeah, there's like this huge payoff at the end, but we just have to get through this like yeah. cookie drudgery. Yeah. It's kind of like all this fun that was put like right outside of our grasp <laughs> right so guys of all the different types of cookies that we gave away with the christmas cookie drop-offs what were your favorite cookies that we did mine were the dry cherry and dark chocolate ones yeah i was thinking yeah. the exact same thing and toasted like, pecans yep i like the uh chocolate chip cookies that had m&ms instead of chocolate chips Oh yeah, I think we called them monster cookies. Yeah. Did yep. Oh yeah, yeah I remember yeah. those. Yeah, I was yeah. a big monster cookie fan. Oh yeah, I love the monster cookies. They're like my favorite. I also enjoyed the no bake ones. What did we call the dried cherry ones? The evil cookies. Evil cookies. Evil cookies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had magic. They had magic powers. <laughs> they broke your. They broke your willpower and discipline. <laughs> 
Guys, I'm being good this holiday season. Oh, those cookies? I'm going to eat six. <laughs> and what is it about adding M&Ms versus chocolate chips that, like – I don't know. I don't know. They were just a game better. changer. Yeah. They're just a will, game changer. There were, like – did we put, like, Hershey's Kisses in the middle of one, right? Like, we mm -hmm. had – yeah. yeah, those were those were my favorite. I liked those the most. All I wanted was the the sugar the the, the Hershey kiss. kiss the Hershey kiss in the middle, anyways. So I didn't care. <laughs> so I think we have our answer to the previous question about eating cookies in the back of the car. Hey, listen, listen. I think would it have been out. like I get how suspicious it is for people to get sugar cookies with like a nice like dimple in, them in the middle. <laughs> Maybe even like some trace of chocolate in the middle of it, right? Let alone some like chubby kid coming up with like chocolate over his mouth, right? Saying like, Merry Christmas, right? I get it, right? Like, I get that. But man. You still deny it. Oh, yeah. I, never happened. Never happened. Look, Eric, the statute of limitations, you're in the clear, man. It's like, this is <laughs> yeah. a safe space. Yeah, no, you're not actually going to get in trouble for it. No, my just, children are here, right? Oh. So I can't like <laughs> confess. Let me go back a little bit. So th these are the older kids that are kind of talking about the drop-offs and stuff. And I, I don't know that Ca Caroline and Michael, by the time we got, they were old enough to do the goody drop-offs if if they had the same experience. Well, I don't really remember the cookie drop-off. I just remember the what do we call it? Santa's helper drop off. Yeah. We drop off presents yeah. 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 People that we knew needed help around Christmas time. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I have vague memories of cookies, but I don't remember it being like a slog, like the older siblings are talking about. Yeah. But I just have very vivid memories of dropping off the Christmas meal to one or yeah. two families. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember some cookies being dropped off, but you and you and dad were probably tired by that point, And we probably only had three plates to deliver. We didn't have as many friends when you guys yeah. were got older. Let's move on. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I do, I do have such vivid memories of, yeah, the dropping off the meals and the, like the hype and the excitement of like not getting caught. And like, oh, the yeah. that we took to make sure we didn't get caught. Yeah. That's, what, that's the best for it. Like we Let's made sure we had shoes or boots that we could, you know, run run fast, and we had like dark clothes to, you know, not be seen. Which some of the parts in Indiana that we delivered to, maybe that wasn't really the safest. Like we were the on Christmas Let's, night. I'm gonna I'm gonna call a quick timeout real quick. Rich, why don't you explain what the kids are talking about with the with the Christmas drop off is, and then we'll go back into it. Okay. Well, we we felt that uh, you know one of the things we could do to try and teach the true spirit of Christmas was to get the kids involved in giving. And so we came upon the idea of, of uh, giving away our Christmas dinner, uh, ham or turkey and all the trimmings and dessert um, to a family in need amongst our friends or amongst our uh, church acquaintances, our church congregation. Uh, and then, uh, so we, we would give the Christmas dinner away and, but we, we did it with all kinds of, uh, fun, uh, associated with that in terms of the planning and the execution of the drop-off. And I'm sure the kids will pick it up yeah. from there. Let me, let me just add to that real quick. Um, and then what we would then for Christmas dinner, because we gave our Christmas dinner away, we would have pancakes. 
Well, and, I, and I'll just add too, I mean, depending on the year and depending on the family, I, I have memories of going to the, you know, to the store and buying a few small presents too, and including some gifts in the yeah. drop mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. And, uh, I, you know, I have memories of seeing the, the family the next day at church, you know, taking with them some of the things we brought, which are really kind of some special memories of mine. And, and uh, again, like Deb was talking about, kind of impressed uh, to me what the, you know, what the true meaning of Christmas was. And I think that was another way to kind of get us involved. You know, we, we went, we helped select some of the, some of the toys and helped with the boxing and the wrapping, which, you know, as a young kid, that is one of the most delicately wrapped uh, <laughs> gifts, but there's a lot of bows and a lot of tape and not enough paper. Well, and I think, <laughs> I think also, uh, and this is something that, you know, I don't, I don't think my kids deal with today, like today, you know, in mm -hmm. 2020. And that is when we were growing up. Yeah. We, we lived in a safe neighborhood, you know, nice, nice community or whatever, but because our like church boundaries were so geographically vast, right? Mm -hmm. We and because Dad was so involved as you know one of the leaders in the church, we were going out to places where we saw firsthand what it looks like to to struggle. You know what right. these families are dealing with on a day to day basis, and I mm -hmm. you know I don't think you know our right now our you know our church boundaries are a couple square miles. I think my kids don't. They don't, they never, they didn't, they don't see it the way that mm -hmm. I saw disparity and what it means, you know, to be struggling and to, you know, and so, yeah, when Daniel's saying like just, just dropping off and, and, and delivering, you know, giving up and doing our secret Santa dinners and presents really meant something growing up. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was a, a really neat experience to have. They felt like you were just a part of something um, really big, uh, bigger than, you know, clearly mm -hmm. it felt bigger than just delivering some food on a, on a doorstep. It felt like you were, you know, part of something a little bit bigger than yourself. Mm -hmm. And it just, you know, it's a way that it just shows you that there's so much joy and service. I mean, we got so much um, happiness, mm -hmm. you know, from, from being a part of that that you know that you you recognize on some level that the person receiving the, the gift is also going to be very thankful but you know you also had a very good experience so it's mm -hmm. just yeah it was just one of those things that really taught you at a young age how much more joy that there was in serving than anything else yeah yeah, yeah. i know the deeper side is the you know charity and the love for our fellow man but it was also a ton of fun to yeah. like approach the targets home because that's what we started calling it like the target home do the little drive around you know scope out the situation figure out where we're going to park who's going to be the front runner who's going to actually stay behind or ring the doorbell who's going to you know like or, who's going to pick up the little guys when they fall and you know because we didn't leave any man behind like we had strict strict code and, to live by and, and that was me one year i fell one year and stephanie had to come back <laughs> run back to me grab me pick me up and run to the car <laughs> Oh, on full, ice. Full, uh, on ice, yes. That on was, ice. That was... And she had she had a full uh, snowsuit and boots, hats, mittens. She had... Well, I and I, I yelled at Stephanie to just leave her behind, right? Like, <laughs> just, just I run. was about to say, that's a, that's a very nice sentiment, but I remember Will one year being the, the uh, sort of the oldest and quickest, the doorbell knocker and the rest of us in support being totally comfortable leaving him behind. Like if he didn't make it back, 
<laughs> no qualms whatsoever. Just saying, Dad, six out of seven's not bad. It's good for me. This was West. It'd be way worse, you know. Will's resourceful. He'll he'll work his way out of captivity. Fine, right, like he's fine. Place. He's fine. He'll he'll find some place. Well, it was a it was a game changer when you got to the door and you realized that they had a dog. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Because because now your like drop time like shortened significantly because the family knew someone was there. Significant. And as the youngest, it scared me because I was like, it's every man for himself. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so maybe I was only one with a strict honor code. Yeah, that's right. That's, that's what <laughs> that's I'm trying to say. That's what we're trying to say. Flee together, flee together, die alone, right? <laughs> so there was that one place. Off? There was that one place in Hammond, uh, Indiana, Hammond, where, I mean, literally, the people were about ten feet away watching TV, right? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. So, so Caroline asked if we ever got caught. No, I don't believe we've ever gotten caught. I have. I have had kids running down the street going go go and you would jump <laughs> into the van and off we would go well and i gotta say too the rush of the christmas present drop off i mean the butterflies the heart pounding rush we're really lucky none of us chase that feeling into a life of, of crime you know <laughs> that is that is a rush to, to drop that off and go and to peel out and you know, you make it so much bigger in your mind, you know? Yeah. I do think it's worth mentioning that out of all the traditions and traditions in our family have changed and come and gone, but I think this is the one that we kept the longest, mm -hmm. right? Like, even yeah. when we were in college, we would get the nieces and nephews, we'd load them up and we'd do the, the Christmas drop off. I loved watching the grandkids start to do it because well, they got really into it, code names and the whole thing. So We've lived in Texas the last 20 years. And so the last 20 years of grandchildren have joined, joined the fun. And, um, you know, it's just been, it's just been great. So then we would get home and then we, we would do up until Texas, when we tried to do this in Texas and the first fire we built in our Texas fireplace took the paint off the inside of the fireplace. So we, we moved on to a new tr tradition, huh? A lot of noxious fumes too. A lot of noxious fumes and William Rott, his wife Jamie home for a visit and they had a wonderful tradition of having Papa Murphy's pizza on Christmas Eve and so this tradition changed at that point but for a lot of years we would come home and cook hot dogs over the fire in the fireplace. Where did that one start? Was that yours or dad's family tradition was, or did we just come up with it? No that was that was my family's tradition was to do hot dogs and marshmallows in the fireplace. Mm -hmm. Did your did you guys uh, when you were a kid did you take metal hangers and twist them into hot dog holders? Absolutely. Oh my gosh, I, that was part of part of the allure. It was the well, not only was the metal hangers, but then you had to wear a snow glove because the hanger would yeah. get so hot. The hanger would get hot. So there's all of us wearing our like snow gloves. Well, and we didn't all have snow gloves, so like they, usually they were like dad's big gloves, trying to hold on to these hang yeah coat hangers. Was, was I the only one of us kids, I can't have been the only one, that was just blown away growing up as an adult and realizing they sell like like long yes. sticks? Wood, wood handled so that you don't burn your hand off? It's metal hangers. I thought that's what you did. I didn't <laughs> Yeah, when we got married, Michelle and I, Michelle, we registered and she clicked on like hot dog skewer roasting sticks. 
I was like, Michelle, I've got like nine hangers. Like, we're <laughs> fine. It was a proud moment for me when I had finally mastered the art of undoing a metal hanger, straightening it out, and then bending it and twisting it and making the <laughs> forks yeah. into prongs. usable prongs. Yeah. I was like, a oh, rite of passage in the manhood. Yeah. yeah. This is... <laughs> hey, that, that's, that's precisely how we did it back in the day, back in yep. Fresno, California. Yeah, we would we would stick them in, and then we would have to turn our head away, right? Because of all like the smoke or the fire was just so hot. And then you and then you eat your hot dog, which is flaming hot on the skin and ice cold in the cold middle. in the middle. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, you couldn't you couldn't keep it in there long enough, right? Like your face was burning off. True, true, true. Also, on Christmas Eve, we would have the Christmas story, the the real one before the kids would go to bed. Yeah. So that was, that was always nice. And things went, you know, it was a nice way to end the evening and mm-hmm. got everybody well, settled down. And too, I'll just say about that, you're talking about reading Luke chapter two, mm-hmm. you know, dad doing that. By that point, the fires kind of died down. All the lights are out in the living room besides whatever's left of the fire that we were roasting the hot dogs on and our Christmas tree. So I have, you know, I have the, the lights on our Christmas tree. I have really sort of fond memories of, of you know, dad's reading of Luke two. Mm-hmm. in that in that lighting it was a really kind of a kind of a neat yeah, yeah, yeah it was, it, it was a picturesque setting yeah. You know? yeah it was very like like mom said it was a very uh neat but also a very a very good way to kind of bring this the excitement back mm-hmm. in fo- you know in focus on you know what what the season is is mm-hmm. really about yeah th- that was always yeah. a neat neat experience yeah. 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 Super special. Yeah. Yeah. Thank That's you guys. Awesome. Um, and then you guys would go to bed and uh, dad and I would wrap the presents. It's something actually, mom, there was one year I looked at my presents. Oh my. I went, I was the youngest. I went lone wolf. I had no one to like <laughs> show where the lines were and the boundaries. And I went and I looked at what my presents were and I regret it ever since. Did you? Most. That's like a cardinal sin. Oh, I, no one, I had no one. You guys all left for college. Yeah, I've seen Melanie used to look at presents every year. <laughs> and I mean, like, as soon as I, well, okay, as soon as I was old enough to understand what was going on with the whole Santa Claus thing, right? Obviously, the, you know, mm-hmm. that, that part is, you know, Six, like, I mean, like me and Melanie, we'd sneak down into the basement in Ohio behind the piles of wheat under the stairs in that storage room, <laughs> right? The attic crawl space in mom and dad's like master bedroom closet that was like <laughs> out into the roof, like attic. I mean, I'm yeah, like come on. Yeah. You, well, you guys knew. I could mom and dad only had the like way. <laughs> they only had like three different hiding spots. Yeah. You know, yeah. so you always knew where to look. If you well, we would update, we would check every few days, see what they'd updated it with, you know. <laughs> like. Let's go back to the assumption though that we actually went to bed because <laughs> it's real important for you and dad to know that we never went to bed like, no okay yes, hold on no. we've been, we've hold been on. planning this for months. yeah yeah no. if you think that that raid <laughs> that raid in the morning was impromptu like once halloween was over we would have like meetings and like plan out <laughs> we, we had a meeting in july one year yeah it was july we may have even been in our bathing suits to conduct this like practice drill <laughs> oh, blueprints man. blueprints of the house were oh, yes yes yeah. 
doing ninja rolls behind a couch doing ninja rolls learning how to do them and be like how successful it would be well i remember william was so knowledgeable in taekwondo that he taught us how to walk on our feet in such a way as to like stay quiet more than once the phrase attack pattern delta was uttered And all of this was the design of all of this was to be able to calculate our, our raid such that the presents were wrapped and out of the tree, Santa had came. Mm. We didn't want to have to wait until, you know, 6.37 the next morning to scope it out. So we would silently investigate all the presents, kind of, you know, feel their weight or whatever else. And that was like the whole plan that we'd get a, a sneak peek and kind of get some sort of intel into what, what we were getting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think mostly I just fell asleep and woke up the next morning, guys. To be <laughs> <laughs> There were a few lightweights among all, all those All those months of planning just down the drain. Okay, so well, what, what time did the nocturnal raids begin? It just depended on when you and mom finally finished wrapping gifts sometimes that Stephanie, was in the morning sometimes do you, that was do you remember do you remember when you were just little coming out and and sitting on my lap and watching it's a wonderful life and drink i think we drank eggnog well yeah. so that was i had gotten like a stomach bug christmas eve and i threw up and then i came out feeling better like around two or three in the morning and you were out there yeah drinking some eggnog and you had just started watching it's a wonderful life and so you you had me come sit up on your lap and we snuggled in and watched and watched his wonderful life. And dad, since this is the night of confessions, I, I gotta say, I don't actually like eggnog. But I, <laughs> every, every Christmas Eve, when we would watch it's a wonderful life, I would choke that stuff down just for you, dad. But I love, I love that tradition so much. So I just. <laughs> yeah, we could have done hot chocolate, babe. I know. <laughs> yeah, dad wasn't like holding, like, he wasn't like holding fast to the eggnog, you know? <laughs> Yeah, that wasn't that wasn't a sword he was going to die on or anything. Like that. <laughs> Traditions can be modified. Um, does anybody else remember like those those construction paper red and green chains that we would make every year? And we started our after Halloween. After Halloween, right? We got one down in our dining room right now, and the kids yeah. take a week off every night for bed. Like ninety links long. Oh and yeah. You, just, you look at that thing and you think that is never going to get small. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, you know it, you're on down to like your last few links and you just cannot wait. Well, and it's really, it's really helpful for young kids because they don't understand like 30 more days till Christmas. They don't understand like next month mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. So it really helps with the younger kiddos to visualize. Yeah. Yeah. What, what traditions have you carried into your family? You know, Christmas traditions are one of those that of all the traditions throughout the year seem to be like really potent, really potent. And I really, for the most part, brought almost every single tradition from Christmas into my family, whether it was the Durbel ditch, whether it was um, the Bing Crosby, um, the, the, well, I deliver cookies, but I, I do do it on my own. Um, but, you know, I, I think that, you know, the hot dogs in the fireplace, that's one that I I loved. I loved as a kid. I I ended up not really bringing that one forward, but um, but it was a sweet one, and it was it definitely made Christmas Eve feel like a like a whole separate holiday. Mm-hmm. So no, it was just it was. I love and I love seeing my kids experience things that I did through their 
time and their era. That's always a really, really fun thing to see. So uh, in Idaho, um, you know, obviously the kids were pretty young in, in Idaho, but we did do the 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 pizza, the Papa Murphy's pizza, mm-hmm. and we did, you know, the we would take. Jamie would make, you know, not 15 plates worth, but we would take, you know, take, mm-hmm. take goodies around to people. We would, we would read the, the Bible story, the, you know, the mm-hmm. nativity story in the Bible. Um, and now in Texas, this is, this is our first Christmas where we're not command central anymore. Right. So yeah. the whole time we've been in Texas, we've been able to still do everything with the family. Uh, this is our just just for, for FYI. What William's talking about is uh, Rich and I have moved from Texas. Yeah, so we have to figure out uh, what what does Chris what does Christmas look like now with just you know the Will and Jamie mm-hmm. Anderson family, and yeah. so Jamie and I have had that conversation, and we're not exactly sure yet if we're gonna figure. Out. Jamie has mentioned she's like you know that that was really neat watching you know Luke and Ellie have so much fun you know, dropping, you know, dinner off and running down the street, mm-hmm. and jumping in the car and, and, uh, and doing, you know, the, the pizza, and it, but we've always done it with every, like with everyone, like, like I said, everyone, everyone always came to Texas. Right. So, so we're not sure this, it's going to be interesting to see what, what we're able to take and what works for our family and just kind of see how that morphs into, you know, our traditions moving forward for our kids. But, but for me personally, growing up Christmases were so magical. They were so magical. And it was, it was everything. It was all the things, even the things that I would complain about looking back on, there's so much fondness Mm -hmm. uh, that that is really important for me and for Jamie to create some sort of sense of magic and tradition around the Christmas holiday. And so we're just excited to kind of figure what out what that, what that looks like. So we've always been the family that never lived close to the, the main group. And, you know, we would travel home for Christmas every, you know, three, four years. But for the most part, Ben and I, that's how we did Christmas was just, you know, mm-hmm. and, I and our kids. And so I feel like our Christmases have become more of a, a fusion of his family's and my family. And we've even now started doing some, you know, things completely new. Um, but we, we do do, you know, cookie drop-offs. We've done the the Christmas secret, you know, doorbell ditch. Um, I always kind of roll over and go back to bed when I hear my kids creep through the house to look at presents. I feel like that's a kid's, you know. Kids think they're so clever. <laughs> it's <laughs> so funny. Oh. But there's just a part of me that's a little proud of them, too, for, give, for giving it their best, you know, for trying. But. Yeah to pull one over on mom and dad um we stick with the tradition that no one's allowed to open gifts until we're down there oh and the other tradition we didn't really talk about is everyone's in their pajamas to open up gifts mm-hmm. we don't mm. you know we oh don't we, yeah we still do do we still require that our kids stay in the yeah that's right that yeah. is something we didn't yeah if you're in your pajamas you don't open up gifts until mom and dad are down there yeah there's also the time honor tradition of sending in the youngest kids to get your parents out of bed <laughs> <laughs> um yeah we do the nativity um but you know what we really have done because we are you know on our own for most holidays um because sometimes it's just easier with lots of kids not travel 
is we've started to kind of doing more um, of a friend's Christmas Eve and we have several families over and um, Ben built a uh, stable frame and we do like a nativity oh, wow. with like a real stable. You know? That's wonderful. Yeah, but, um, but it all stems from just wanting to recreate, like William said, like that magic that we had growing up in our home. It was just such a wonderful, wonderful time of year. And I, uh, you know, Ben, I just, yeah. that's what we aim for is the same kind of magic we had growing up. Yeah. That's nice to, yeah. that's nice to hear as parents, you know, you never know, you never show, not sure how, how that's all going to turn out. <laughs> so <laughs> that's well, well and Steph, thank you for that. A lot of our Christmas traditions have been kind of melded in with, uh, Anna's family we usually end up driving to Colorado to Anna's family but uh every now and then they, they'll do the hot dogs in the fire or mm. you know they usually have like group games that they play you know kind of in the same position that William is this year you know you're staying home for Christmas this year yeah and uh you have to kind of figure out yeah, what you're going to do some, as a family figure some yeah. stuff out yeah It'll yeah ab absolutely um, yeah, so our, our tree decorating looks a lot like um, Anderson family tree decorating that I, that I remember. So I, you know, I remember we, we don't have, growing up, we never had and don't have a quote unquote pretty tree. Mm -hmm. and it's all decorated with our childhood school classroom ornaments. And they're all just like a, you know, each one's a little piece of Anderson family history. So we have the same setup, my wife, Natalie, loves that style of Christmas tree. And she opens the box of ornaments and the kids all take turns one at a time walking back and she hands them an ornament that they kind of walk mm -hmm. back. And that's kind of the system that I remember too, you know, going back to you, mom, to get our next ornament yeah. and walking back and hanging it up. I do have to admit, um, is dad still on the line? <laughs> oh yeah, he's we have, here. <laughs> we have um, pivoted, I'll say, away from being Crosby and we actually listen to Nat King Cole uh, oh, no. Christmas album. Nat King Cole is a class act. If you'd have said you were you, in, there was a, a, you know, Snoop Dogg's Christmas album. <laughs> Panic at the disco. Oh, why isn't there a Snoop yeah. Dogg's Christmas <laughs> album? Um, I, I'm not sure what I would think about that, but. <laughs> you're, you're comfortable with, with, uh, with the Nat King. Oh yeah, great voice. Yeah. Um, so then a couple other things too, we do Christmas PJs on Christmas Eve, so they can open up one present on Christmas Eve and it always is their pajamas. Um, so we get everyone matching PJs for Christmas. We do like a spiritual program too on Christmas Eve as well, similar to, to what we did, uh, growing up. And then, um, two other things in their stockings, we always put like kind of a more exotic, fruit so something kind of strange that they might not see year to year and the thought is that santa picked it up as he's traveling around the world he you know went to the <laughs> oh that's clever south pacific or something and got a you know some some sort of exotic fruit and left it for him and then the last thing we do is we we do tim tam slams which are hot chocolate you get these this like uh it's an australian cookie that you can bite either end off of and drink your hot chocolate through and then it makes the cookie all chocolatey and melty and delicious. Oh. So that's- That that's sounds lovely. Well, up until this year, I mean, I feel like our kids are, we only have one who's 
two and a half. We have two kids, but one is just now turning two and a half. And I feel like she's kind of starting to get it. This is the first year where it will actually be a thing for her, you know, Christmas, mm-hmm. Santa Claus. So I feel like we haven't really established too many traditions yet with our girls, but we, the two that I love that I want to incorporate are, yeah, the tree decorating and being Crosby. <laughs> I'll stay faithful, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> to being Crosby and the snacks. And then, um, yeah, I want to do some sort of service doorbell ditching something with them and always, yeah, incorporate that one. And then now the fruit thing in the stocking, that's super cute. I'm going to take that. <laughs> <laughs> Hope that's okay, Daniel. <laughs> o- open source traditions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So really similar to Caroline, we're Manning is just over two. And so this is the first year that he's actually started to kind of get it too. Um, so like we've like told him about Santa Claus and and dropping off presents and uh, and 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 Jesus and everything you know and so it's been really fun. Michelle and I've talked about how what's really cool about having kids is is kind of William said how magical and nostalgic Christmas was for us growing up. It kind of brings that same magic back to be able to help your own kids feel that magic and so so that's been really fun. But yeah, we're we're deciding still what kind of traditions we want to do um we have michelle's family just lives 15 minutes from us and so we spent christmas traditionally with them and and doing their traditions but they've also been it was really fun they they last christmas they um we did the 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 christmas dinner drop off with them we found some people in their ward and and we dropped that off and michelle and i want to keep that going um we do the uh michael buble christmas album but um but Snoop Dogg's does have great reviews, so I do recommend that. <laughs> uh, and uh, so, we're, so we're 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 still seeing, we're still trying to figure out what traditions we're doing. But um, definitely, I don't know. It's just been fun to bring the magic back into our life by helping mm-hmm. Manning build the magic of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bing, Nat King Cole, Michael Bublé, all, all great crooners. <laughs> Yeah, certainly certainly in the same you know spirit and vibe oh yeah 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 true i think i'll just kind of throw it over to to rich and ask about his thoughts about uh being a parent of these wonderful children and all the christmases we've had had together no pressure dad but we're all listening (laughs) go on this is being recorded for posterity's sake Oh, I, I think it's the, I mean, greatest blessing in moms and in, in my lives that, uh, you know, the, the family we have, the, the wonderful choice individuals that you guys are and, and uh, the loving relationships we, we have. Uh, you know, I hope and pray that uh, Christmas remains an important Anderson family tradition and, and bonds us through the generations, you know, mm-hmm. um, you guys will share with your children things that we did, uh, things that uh, we celebrated and, re- and rejoiced in together and uh, they will they will share things from your family, you know, on with, with their children. So it just, it just goes on. It's, I mean, uh, Families are forever and Christmas joy is forever too. Mm-hmm. Well said. Could not have said that any better than myself. And dad and I love you all very, very much. And uh, thanks again for 
talking with talking with me on my podcast to, uh, tonight and uh, to everybody who's listening, you know, Merry Christmas from the Anderson family. Merry Christmas. All right. With that, we're out. Thank you.